Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 645 Pod. This is a podcast to help you uh, as you follow Jesus, especially if you're a part of the 645 community. But for anyone else listening too, we hope it's helpful for you as well. My name's Simon, and I'm a ministry apprentice here at Christchurch. And I'm Anton. I'm the minister for the 645 community at Christchurch St. Ives. And we'd like to welcome you to Season 1, where we're looking at the different aspects of the fruit of the Spirit. Today, we're going to be looking at kindness. So let's get stuck into it. Good idea. Hi, Anton. How are you doing? I'm all right, Simon. How is self-isolation working out for you? It's all right. I'm doing a a lot of baking. I just uh, pulled out my second loaf of sourdough bread this morning, and it actually turned out quite well. Your second for the day? No, my second loaf ever. Okay. Oh, ever. There you go. Yeah. So, it's a new thing. Yes. I always somehow end up doing it really late at night. So, I was up until 11 last night doing all the folds and turns and shaping the loaf. But, um, yeah, the work paid off. It's good. Good good to see you've jumped on the sourdough bandwagon. Excellent to see. Yeah. You do have any isolation projects, Anton? I have done some isolation projects. I have uh, just finished a photo book of all my old photos. So as a child of the 80s, we only had physical photos and they're all in ugly albums. So I've scanned them all in and put them into a um, photo book, which none of you will ever see. I am very excited to figure out how to see that. (laughs) Okay, so... We're moving on to kindness today, looking at the next topic in the fruit of the spirit. Um, and kindness is a bit of an interesting one. It's one that I don't necessarily think of as being big throughout the Bible in terms of a word, um, but maybe in the concept, it's a bit different. Um, I don't know. I haven't done research on this part. So, Anton, this is your time to shine. You had a little look at what kindness looks like in the Bible, what it, it looks like theologically. What did you find? Well, I found some great things about kindness. Yeah, it's not something that I've really looked into as a biblical concept, but it's one of the fruit of the spirit and something that we're called to do as Christians. Uh, it's one of what we are, one of the things we're to clothe ourselves with uh, in terms of holy living is kindness. Uh, as I went through the Old Testament, I remember, I know very little Hebrew, but I do remember now, after looking at it, the word for <laughs> kindness in Hebrew, which, which is, can I do that with a huh? It's chesed, uh, which is, oh, a, yeah. Nerd. <laughs> uh, it's a wonderful term of called kind of God's loving kindness. And uh, it's just this kind of faithful, helping, caring, uh, never failing love that God shows to his people and that showed through his people as well. So in the Old Testament, God shows his kindness to the people he first gives his covenant to. So particularly Isaac and Jacob and Joseph all um, mention the kindness that God has shown them in um, his faithfulness of the the covenant of God loving them and being them being his people. And then we get this lovely picture of the kindness shown between people in particularly in the book of Ruth. Mm. Uh, Ruth is a lovely uh, story of people being kind to one another as kind of an allegory of God's overall kindness to us. So we've mm. got uh, Naomi being kind to her mother-in-law uh, by sticking with her and not uh, returning to her homeland. 
And then, of course, uh, we've got Boaz, the, the, the redeemer person of the story, showing great kindness to Ruth and Naomi and the, and the family. And that's just a little snapshot of the kindness of God seen in the kindness of um, people relating to one another. Mm. Ruth is such a beautiful book for that, especially in the midst of the Old Testament and all of the sinfulness and, and judgment and horrible things going on. Ruth is a beautiful breath of fresh air of people being kind. That's right. Yeah. And then when we hit to the head to the New Testament, all the picture of the kindness of God is now expressed in Jesus. And so when um, in Titus, Paul writes that when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, as in when Jesus came, he Mm. saved us, not because of righteous things that we've done, but because of his mercy. Mm. So when the kindness comes, when Jesus comes, salvation comes. And so God's covenant with his people can continue. Or in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, God raised us up with Christ in order that he may show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. So Mm. how does God show us kindness now? Well, it's particularly in Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a really interesting idea that he is kind of like the manifestation of God's kindness. That's what it's saying, basically, isn't it? That, That Jesus is how God shows his kindness. Do you want to flesh out what, what, why does that relate to kindness? Like I, when I think of kindness, I kind of think of someone who's quite gentle and nice and, um, you know, this is a, a much bigger view of kindness. I feel like that's on display. What, what do you want to expand a little bit? What you think it means for Jesus to be the evidence of God's kindness? Uh, the kind of thing that God can do for us is to bring us into relationship with him We've got a massive problem with sin, with our rebellion against God. And so if there's anything that we would want, any way that we'd want God to be kind to us, it would be to bring us salvation and to restore our relationship with him. Mm. And so that's why I think Jesus is the epitome of the kindness of God, because through his death and resurrection, his sacrifice for sin, uh, he can... Uh, he brings that salvation. He brings that restoration of fellowship with God as mm. the the act of kindness that mm. uh, anyone has done in history. So yeah. uh, that's why I think Jesus is kind of the center of God's expression of kindness. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting idea because kindness isn't necessarily one of the first words that would I would think of when I was trying to describe God's character. Like I feel like, Kindness often has a bit of a meek implication or kind of something that's very um, soft. Yeah, a bit soft, but it's really beautiful seeing in the Bible that actually God's kindness is a very robust, big, huge thing that he did in Jesus. Um, And that's that's a characteristic that we should associate with God, that he is kind. Um, and that's really exciting to think about, really. Yeah, and when we think about kindness, we often think about the the little acts of kindness that we might do to one mm. another, and we'll talk about some of those in a little bit. But through the Bible, obviously with God, it's, it's a big act of kindness in mm. giving, uh, sending his only son uh, to die for us. Uh, that's a massive act of kindness. But you see in the people of um, uh, the, the examples of kindness in the Bible as well, 
Naomi, uh, sorry, Ruth staying with Naomi, that was no small act. Mm. Uh, the, the, the comfortable act would have been for uh, Ruth to go back to her homeland and be with her family. But it was a massive sacrificial act of kindness for her to stay with, uh, mm. to stay with Naomi. And similarly with Boaz to take on two um, poor women into his household uh, was, a, again, a massive imposition on him. But he mm. showed that kindness uh, to them. And so kindness doesn't need to necessarily just be small acts of mm. kindness and help, but actually uh, can be big sacrificial things as well. Yeah, it's not something that's just easy that some, some any person can be. Like it actually takes effort to be kind, right? Even in the Bible, you can see that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I remember mm. an example of someone who was a, an engineer and he you know, had worked in Sydney with big um, uh, engineering firms, but his mum was sick in the, or an, an elderly, lived in the country. And so as an act of kindness, he moved to the country, left his big business and just worked as a um, kind of a Mr. Fix-It electrician type of guy. Mm. Just to uh, just to get by, but particularly to care for his elderly mum, and so that's a big act of kindness that yeah. um, was his way of uh, expressing his love for Jesus. Mm. It's a little bit like um, peace when we were looking at it too. Kind of these concepts have a initial worldly connotation of of weakness and passivity, and um, yeah, being being quite nothingy, but actually these things take a lot of strength to be able to, to work out and achieve and be those things, um, which is counterintuitive to what the world might think about these mm. qualities, but is really beautiful for us to think about as Christians. Like these things actually take strength and strength that only the spirit can give us to, to grow them. That's right. And it's hard to be kind because you actually have to be thoughtful of others and think of mm. their needs and their likes. And uh, that, that, as you say, it, it takes effort and uh, resolve to do that. Mm. Now, um, I mentioned last episode that one of the kindest people I know in terms of thoughtfulness and acting on it is uh, the person across the screen from me um, <laughs> in uh, Simon. You, uh, I want to say, what makes you so kind, Simon? <laughs> uh, I feel like the correct answer is God's spirit working in me. <laughs> um what I think it's a it's a mix of things, right? I think part of it is upbringing and and just personality is it's just a little bit how my brain is wired and how I've taught to be growing up. But I definitely don't think it, it it's only that. I think there is a big driver in kindness for me that does look at the kindness of God, of His love for us, and what He's done for us, and the indebtedness I am in to, towards God, like how I can never repay what he's done for me, but what he does ask is to give up our lives in service of him. And so I think being kind to other people is one of the big ways for me that I see myself doing that and giving up my life as a sacrifice in response to what God has done by being kind to other people and thinking about those things. I think, um, yeah, it's definitely a mix of faith and personality that have kind of blended together to make this be something that occupies a lot of my time, actually, thinking about how I can be 
kind or thoughtful towards other people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's beautiful to see. So as you spend lots of time thinking about how you can be kind to others and as an example for us to maybe to hear and to to think through, and of course this is all in, in humility and only by the <laughs> grace of God, what are, what are some of the ways that you have shown kindness to others? Mm. Um, I think it's it's come from a, a place of first thinking about what what would look like for people to be kind to me. Like how how would that come across? How would I see that? And thinking about those ways first. And so starting off by going, I really love it when people remember things that are going on in my life and check in with me about how I'm going. And so I'm going to make an effort to then do that with other people and show, yeah, that I care about them uh, in those sorts of things. And so. Yeah, there's a little bit of figuring out what kindness looks like for yourself and then um, doing that to other people. And so I'm really intentional about um, following up with things, about checking up with someone about how they're going, if they've shared that they had a job interview or something difficult going on. I'll make sure I make a mental note or a literal note to um, message them after that's happened and ask how they are and how they're going. Um, and so it's those yeah, moments of being thoughtful about someone and making them feel like they've been thought of and you care about them that they really think about. You know, there are bigger things that you can do. Um, a message is one of the, the easy ones, but it's is just a beautiful thing to be able to do. But, you know, you can I like making meals for people and being hospitable. That's something I really enjoy. And so I try and think about ways I can use those gifts to be kind to other people. So I think it's also a figuring out what your gifts are and figuring out how to be hmm. um, kind. Yeah. So to think firstly about how what it looks like for others to be kind to you and hmm. then use your gifts and thinking through uh, making notes of when other people uh, share something that you can follow up on. That's kind mm. of your first steps towards being kind. I think it's also really important to be aware that kindness will look different for different people. And I think that's something that I've been learning more recently yeah. is actually... I was going to ask that in terms of we all have different love languages, uh, for yeah. example, and yours may be different to mine or someone else's. Yeah. How do you how do you work? <laughs> I think we are just a little just bit different little in bit. that way, I don't Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think that firstly is just an awareness of people are really different. And as I get older, the more I figure that out and the more I realize that what might feel really loving for me or make someone make me feel like someone's been really kind to me may have no impact. So, you know, even getting to know to know you, Anton, I've had to try and figure out what does it look like for me to be kind to you? Because it actually doesn't look the same because probably if I were kind to you in the extent that I wanted people to be kind to me, you'd be quite overwhelmed and exhausted by the amount of so exhausted. <laughs> things I was doing or contact I was making with you. And so I have to be aware to think, okay, what is Anton like as a person? What will he appreciate and how can I get to know him and get to know how I can be kind to you rather than just pretend that you're me and be kind to you like I would want people to be kind to me? Yeah, it's one of the great acts of friendship, I guess, is mm. showing kindness to one another uh, so that it's a way of communicating uh, love and care for someone because uh, mm. you're being thoughtful of them and what they uh, prefer and how you can be kind to them. Yeah. Uh, one more question. How do you stop your kindness to others turning into a pride thing or mm. uh, living for the acceptance of others or the accolades of others? Yeah, that's a really good question. It's definitely it's definitely a difficult thing. Um, I think it's easy to 
be kind to people for the response that it mm. brings from them um, or be kind to people because it makes you feel good about yourself, make you feel like you're doing something useful or helpful. Um, but I think both of those things in and of themselves will be disappointing. Like people won't respond to your kindness in the way that you want them to. Um, and so you'll feel disappointed if you're looking to be kind for the outcome of it. Well, you think about it, that's kind of like how it must be from God in terms of he's shown his great kindness to the whole world in sending Jesus. Yeah. But not everyone responds in a way that mm. um, would give glory to God. And mm. so, well, I guess it all gives glory, you know, in a way that God would want them to. Yeah. And uh, so it's, it's yeah, you, if you do it just for the, the appreciation of others, then you're going to be discouraged a lot of the time. Yeah. And yeah, and that's really helpful bringing it back to God because I think that's the ultimate way that you help fight kindness being a pride um a, a pride thing or something about you is um you have to remind yourself why are you being kind mm -hmm. like are you being kind to get good responses from people to make people love you to feel good about yourself or are you being kind because god has shown kindness to you first and foremost um when you didn't deserve it when you didn't do anything um, for that God was kind to you when you had no ability to respond to him to appreciate him to make God feel good about himself for being kind to you God was kind to you and so I think that's really important to remember in thinking about this yeah so in all the fruit of the spirit we are displaying them for the glory of God not for mm. the glory of ourselves so if yeah. we look to be kind to others not for our own uh, worth or uh, glory, but actually for their good and mm. showing God's love to them, then yeah. I think we'll uh, rightly be kind to the glory of God in response to mm. his great kindness to us. Yeah. And I think even just in small ways, being prayerful about that is really helpful. So sometimes um, if I catch myself in thinking about, you know, oh, this person's going to be so happy when I do this for them, it's going to really make them like me, um, just actually stopping for a moment and um, just praying and going, Lord, please help me to be kind to these people because you've been kind to me and for their good, not for my own good. Mm. Um, and being prayerful in the small or big moments when you're being kind to someone, bringing it before God and giving yourself that perspective and reminding yourself of, you know, this is for God and for people, um, not for my own benefit. Yep. Simon, thank you very much sharing how you process all the kindness that you show to me and other people. And I hope everyone that's really a helpful discussion on what kindness looks like and how we can uh, reflect on the kindness of God, how he's shown us his covenant faithfulness love in Jesus. And so knowing that we are loved by God and have been given his kindness, we can act in kindness towards others for their good and for God's glory. All right, it is time for Blank Space, our trivia segment for another week. And Simon, could you remind us of the scoreboard? Oh, that's um, very cool of you, Anton, to get me to <laughs> do that All after right. the debacle oh, so of last week. Because this is a kindness episode, I will read the scores for you. <laughs> oh, you're practicing. <laughs> <laughs> Simon is on two I am on four. So, mm -hmm. yes, last week was a pivotal week. Will it be the defining moment 
in season one of trivia. We'll see. Will I ever catch up? <laughs> yeah, we're back to, I'm trying to remember the um, category. Oh, it's events and places. Back to events and places. Back to the beginning. Uh, who would like to go first? Uh, maybe, maybe ask me one first. Okay. Seeing All as right. I'm going behind, mm-hmm. I can, you know, maybe get some hope before they're dashed. <laughs> All right. I think this one, we'll see how it's random, but you may just get it. <laughs> how was Jeremiah lowered into a cistern? Ooh. <laughs> Cistern's like a well, isn't it? Yeah. Is it in a bucket? On a rope? Like down in the bucket on a rope? The answer is with ropes. So. <laughs> Do you want to look, give it to me because I said rope? I, you did say rope. You also said bucket. I want to look up and see. I'll check in, um, in this in an edited bit <laughs> whether a bucket was involved. But I think overall, this is the kindness episode. So if there's <laughs> any. Look, there's no bucket mentioned. Oh, okay. I just had a, an image of him being lowered in a bucket <laughs> <laughs> on a rope. Oh, look, I'm sure there's people yelling at me to be kind to Simon right now. So I'm happy you <laughs> but did. you are also a stickler for the rules. You did, so. But you did, mention, you did mention a rope. So for this episode, I will give you that point. Yay. <laughs> Anton bending his own rules. It's an unusual time, everyone. <laughs> look, when you reflect on the kindness of God in Jesus Christ, it's very, it's uh, <laughs> not a hard thing to do. Okay, here you go, Anton. I'm going to have to figure out how to pronounce this name. Oh, that's not after, after Achan and his family had been stoned, what was done with them? Oh, what was done with them? Is it, how do you spell... Achan? Is it Achan? A-C-H-A-N. I'm... I have Axe and I have Joshua in my head. Why do I have Axe in my head? Okay, I'll go with Old Testament. Um, and... Because I think they stole stuff. Anyway, what happened to them? Either way, they were stoned and then... I'll lock in my answer in a minute, but like, they were put outside the camp or they were burned... I have images of an earthquake. Um, I'm going with they were burned. Hey, well right? done. Oh. They were burned. <laughs> Where's it Joshua from? 725. Oh, Joshua 725. Yeah, go. so you were correct. When you started saying axe, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> or, oh, yes, axe? it's actually probably worth <laughs> yeah. There you go. Okay. Oh, I nearly gave you an extra point. All right. Um, you can do that. You can be kind. <laughs> okay. Good luck. Where was the Tower of Babel built? Oh, what? <laughs> uh, can I say the Middle East? <laughs> you can, but I would then say more information, please. <laughs> See so many different Middle Eastern towns. It could, it could be, but I... I'm not confident in any of them. No, I've got no clue. It was a plane of China. Yep, so I wasn't going to get that. A plane in China, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, no, you weren't going to get that in a hurry. <laughs> so at the end of Blank Space for another episode, Hang on, hang what? on, hang on. You've got one more oh, question. Oh, 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 hooray. <laughs> I could extend my lead here. Let's go. You could. Uh, okay. What? city was God referring to when he said, should I not be concerned about that great city? Nineveh. Yeah. And Jonah. Yes. Another easy one for Anton. 
Uh, all so right. I don't want to know, but what are the scores, Anton? Well, the scores are Simon on three, Anton on six. Is it really that far behind now? It's really that far behind. Yep. Great. This is not good. Well, that's the way Revelation goes. And that is Blank Space for another week. Okay, and that brings us to our final segment for this episode, which is, of course, King of My Heart, as we look at spiritual disciplines and challenge each other to a spiritual discipline. And you who are listening, why don't you join in too and have a go at this for the week? So last week, Anton, we looked at writing out prayers before praying them. How did you find that? How did you go? Well, firstly, it's weird using a pen. Just saying, I did my name. Oh. <laughs> and uh, but the, like the best thing of it is just slowing down and yeah. uh, thinking through what we want to ask of God. And uh, it's like you uh, commit to it all the more. Mm. Um, and so, yeah. What about you, Simon? Yeah, I um, actually beforehand would find it a real chore being like, oh, I really don't want to write out a prayer now. I just want to pray. But actually, um, I found it really helped me think about the relational aspect a little bit more. Like it felt a little bit more like I was writing someone a message and then praying it out. Um, And so I feel like my written prayers were quite different from how I would actually pray just off the bat. Um, And I was actually kind of a little bit more thoughtful of like, I'm talking to God. This is like I'm writing a message to God right now. That's interesting um, because you don't like phone calls, but you like writing people, mm, you know, messages. Yes. And so yep. this is kind of doing that with God in prayer. That's interesting. Yeah, it is a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So as much as I resented it, I also thought it was really helpful. Good. <laughs> um, what is our spiritual discipline for this week? So we're looking at a particular method of reading the Bible. So we're thinking about using the Swedish method to read the Bible uh, each day as a way of uh, yeah, engaging differently with God's word um, and thinking about the passage in a certain way. So the Swedish method is there are three symbols and you use those symbols to, uh, to think about the passage. So you read the passage and then the first symbol is a light bulb. So something that kind of shines from the passage, what impacts you the most or what draws your attention. Uh, Then there's a question mark, which is obviously, Simon. What questions you have. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. And then an arrow. So a personal application. What are we going to go and do or go and be um, Mm. from what the text says? So light bulb, something that shines, question mark, uh, a question from the passage, and arrow, an application from the passage. And so that's just a really straightforward structure of helping us reflect on the text. When would this method, like we're going to do it this week as our personal devotions, Mm. who would most benefit from something like this, Simon, or in what scenario? Well, this is really helpful if you're reading the Bible with someone one-on-one. It's a really good framework to just have in your head to think about how to work through a passage with another person. Um, It's really good if, like, reading the Bible is difficult for you. Like, if you don't do it regularly and you, um, yeah, struggle to engage with the Bible, um, having a framework like this is really helpful to give you some structure to your reading and your thought processes to go, okay, I'm reading through and I'm looking for this and then I'm looking for this and then I'm looking for this. Um, So if you really like having structure and you find Bible reading hard for its lack of structure, then this is a really uh, helpful thing to do. Cool. So when I read my Bible this week, I'm going to have a piece of paper again and 
uh, draw a little light bulb, draw a question mark, draw an arrow, and then write a couple of things down for each. Cool. That is our spiritual discipline for the week. May it help you grow to know the Lord Jesus better through his word. And that is King of My Heart. All right, that brings us to an end for another episode of the 645 Pod. Unbelievably, we've been, this is the fourth episode. We've been doing it for a month now, which is kind of crazy, um, kind of fun. Hopefully we're getting a little bit better as we as we go and a little bit more succinct. And Feel free to let us know. <laughs> Are we Not necessarily worse? getting any better at Bible trivia, but that's okay. Um, One of us is. <laughs> Yep. Uh, but we really love to hear from you. Uh, you can uh, find us on Facebook on the 645 pod. Uh, you can send us messages there. We'd really love to hear from you. How are you finding this? What's been helpful? Uh, what things you'd love to see happen on it? We'd really love you to get in touch and let us know how you're finding things. Now we can continue to make this something that's really helpful for you as you follow Jesus. Um, also, don't forget church online every week. Go to the Christchurch website, crashshirt.com.au that will have all the details 9.30 and 6.45 you can join us then uh, but next week we've got another episode coming up and Anton what are we looking at then? We're looking at the fruit of faithfulness mm. Any thoughts on where we might be headed in that do you think? Well uh, like all of these things they're all attributes of God so we'll look at how God has been faithful to us and mm. particularly what it looks like to be faithful to other people so we'll yeah. have a think through what does it look like to be a faithful Christian? Well, join us next week as we think about faithfulness. Enjoy doing the spiritual disciplines with us over the week. And we will talk to you again next week. See ya. See ya. See ya.